Mess it up. You're going. Jeez. You had it for a minute there. The vibration. Come on. I hate no, you so much. I don't know much. what's going on anymore. How long have we been recording? It's not your concern. All right. You know what? <laughs> <sighs> well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, right. welcome to another episode of Movie in a Pod. Uh, this evening, we will be discussing... Uh, Transformers: Rise of the Beast. Um, this is directed by Mr. Capel Jr. and it stars Anthony Ramos. And that sounds like Sashback. our sounds like our first trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, right. like no energy. All right, let's kick it off. Well, I'm not gonna lie, bro. That was um, I didn't know how long you were recording me. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, you know, it was enough. <sighs> All right. Well, I didn't catch the whole concert. Okay, because um, I tried to put one on. <laughs> that was probably about a minute. My lighter a almost minute. came out. <laughs> Third verse, the lighter comes out. Bro. It's just, <laughs> yeah. this is a natural it's thing. Just bro. the way it works. If I'm right, listening yeah, yeah. to good vibrations. Yeah, that third verse, bro. You could get the lighter out. I got bro. you. I you got know you. What I mean? no, no. So that's understandable. Mm. Yeah. Was Goody in the hoodie, man? Talk to me. Oh. Uh, uh, we had a nice rainy weekend. Yeah. So that was awesome. Uh, today, just an ordinary Monday, nothing crazy. Okay. Didn't okay, get out okay. there with any adventures today. Got you. Not really many adventures over the weekend. Mm. Absolutely no adventures over the weekend. Mm. Well, I can tell you this. Um, I did some <laughs> uh, day drinking on Saturday. Okay. Started around 4, mm. ended around 5. Got back to the house around five thirty, and uh, so you went hard for an hour. An hour. No, I started. At, I, I, I what time? I started at twelve. Okay. Excuse me, okay. noon. Because you said like four to five. I was like, I Man. mean, a lot of Cuervo, wow. dude. <laughs> a lot of Cuervo. Um, JP just kept on pouring up the shots. You yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah. No, um, started around <laughs> noon, ended around five five thirty. Uh, got back to the house. And sent one text message, like an outgoing te- text mm-hmm. message. And woke up, like fell asleep on the couch, woke up at five in the morning. Mm. Yeah, it was awful. It's the most I slept like in <laughs> a say, very long time in one sleep. Like good Saturday night uh, nap there. I literally woke up at five and I was just like, where the f- where <laughs> did I make it home? <laughs> Dad used to carry me to bed in situations <laughs> like this, right? <laughs> sleep like halfway on, halfway off the couch. <laughs> so, oh, man, it was the best right. sleep of my life, except for like well, my neck was all like. Yeah, yeah. You know, crypt keeper status, man. So, gotcha. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Probably how you felt too, right? Yeah, all so over. so with that, you know, I'm, it's Sunday, 5 a.m. I'm yeah. up, I'm wired, I'm ready to go. Mm. We go see our movie of the week. And um, just kind of relax for the rest of the day. Do some, try to knock out some yard stuff, but really just yeah. chilling and stuff. Um, I didn't go to bed this morning till three in the morning. It just messed up my whole clock. Yeah. And with that, I was like, what am I going to do? So I jumped on HBO Max. Nope, excuse me. It's not HBO Uh-oh. Max no more. Oh, easy. It is Max. Right. And on Max, I, I watched the all of the Smartless on the Road podcast. Oh, I watched uh, one of the episodes. 
this weekend. Actually, really funny. Those guys, all three of them together, just phenomenal. (laughs) Well, what I caught from it was basically like Jason and Sean can kind of keep themselves busy. Like (laughs) Will can. Yeah. (laughs) You just watch Will be bored and like (laughs) just like trying to figure out which one he's going to pick on and mess up their afternoon or whatever. Because like Sean, most of the time, he's just in his phone. He's just chilling. Yeah, he's just doing stuff. I'm playing a game. You know, his phone is like like this. So he's like playing a game or whatever. And Will was just like, "Hey, hey, would you, would you, you go eat something?" <laughs> <laughs> These guys Wait, are always every, <laughs> they're always planning their next couple meals. Yeah. Oh man, but de- definitely enjoyable. Highly recommend if you're a yeah. fan of the Smartless podcast. Um, listen to ours, then listen to theirs, guys. Yeah, okay? yeah, back yeah. to back. It's like a package deal. Okay, mm-hmm. you know how you go to like Walmart sometimes to get movies, and it comes like. You know, the Van Damme movie and then the other Van Damme movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or the two Steven Seagal movies, you know what I mean? Okay. Or you get like Ninja like Turtles two, 1, Ninja Turtles 2. Out, come out like the, the two-pack DVDs. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Nobody gets DVDs anymore, yeah, do they? But, um, you know, you used to get the two-pack DVDs. Yeah. Or they'd be the same one DVD, just two movies. Oh. Really fancy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you get the Transporter in the Transporter 2. Uh-oh. Okay? Um, that's how our pod is, man. You know, you watch... Listen to you. We can watch moving the pod. We're yeah, on YouTube. you can. Yeah, we have a link tree. Check it out. Yep. Right, or you can listen to it. I have two calls this pod- week. I mean, I like the party. You know what I mean? <laughs> you listen to it on all the podcasts. Yeah, yeah. What podcasts are we not on? Um, there's not one. There's I don't know, why, you, I don't know why that took you so long. You're the guy who puts them up. <laughs> I just, <laughs> you, you, so I made some check marks, and <laughs> our hosting service does the rest. Yes, exactly. Um, but then you have Smartless, so you can yeah. listen to us because we're amazing. You can listen to those guys because yep. they're amazing as well. We're more amazing though, even though Jason Bateman has the best hair on the planet. Yeah, and what's cool is you can you know listen to them at the beginning of the week and listen to us at the end of the week. Perfect. That's, That's how we worked week. it out. That's a perfect week, yeah. bro. That Beautiful. is a perfect week, man. <laughs> All right, man. Let's jump, if you don't mind, mm-hmm. into some movie news. I got some stuff from the Hollywood Reporter. Hit it. I add music on the right. music already. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> All right, brother. So we have here uh, Roku. Now, those little devices that your grandmother has in their home where that's how she watches her Netflix. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Roku's trying to become... Like a streaming service. Well, they are well, a streaming service. Yeah, they're also producing the TV, coming out with like the smart TVs. There's a lot of Roku TVs. Um, yeah, I mean, they got their own streaming channels. Wild. They host everybody else, just like uh, the others. They have do a that. whole channel with Roku Originals, man. Yeah, that's uh, where uh, Weird Al was on. Weird Al was on that. Yeah. There's also uh, Match Me in Miami. Okay. Die Hard with Kevin Hart. I, oh, yeah, yeah, it yeah. It says Die Hard 2. <laughs> die Harder. <laughs> now, was there a Die Hard 1? I don't know, but I'm going to find out. It'd be awesome if there was not a Die Hard 1, okay? That's fine. That'd be perfect. Uh, the Great American Baking Show. Most oh. Dangerous Game, New York. All right. Um. Yeah, they have their own. Yeah, there it is. Weird Al. Um, they have their own channel and stuff, so they're doing some original stuff. I love to, to see it here. So what we have here, according to the Hollywood Reporter, is Chelsea Peretti 
is uh, directing first time female director. It's a nice. comedy with her, Meg Stalter, and Megan Mullally, and getting a 2024 release on Roku. Right. Now, the reason why I thought this was interesting is one, you got the great Amy Poehler who is uh, producing it through her Paper Kite Productions. Nice. Um, Chelsea Peretti, who is famous from being just awesome and amazing and hilarious in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's directing it, but like. People are trying to put Roku on the map, man. <laughs> I think you kind of, with all the different streaming services, you can kind of find a good spot for your content, I guess. And I mean, it's, yeah, there's, there's a big thing. It's not just the big production studios anymore. Like you don't like, have to go to Netflix. Exactly. You yeah. don't have to hit, there's not, there's not just a few places you can go. Um, and Roku's apparently uh, got some money. That's pretty dope, man. Yeah. That is pretty dope. Uh, you know, I I have – what I like to see, right, is more voices telling stories. Yeah. And that's what this is going to do. It's going to open things up, right? It's not just like when our we were kids, it was NBC, CBS, Fox, WB, four, four right? Four channels. That's all we four, had. Four or five channels, right? When we were in our, when we were a little older, <laughs> it was like USA, TNT, yeah. Um, sci-fi, sci-fi, FX. Yeah. But now, you know, we're full fledged adult men who like vote (laughs) and have to have library cards and stuff like that. Right. Um, uh, we have like Amazon, (laughs) Apple TV plus. I don't, I don't have a library card anymore. I don't think (laughs) I, I I definitely, I don't know if those expire or how it works anymore. Mine's digital, bro. Oh, okay. It's right here on the old Palm pilot, bro. You know what I mean? All right. Yeah, I got a Palm Pilot. Yeah, um, pretty awesome. So, no, th- that's what was really cool. So be on the lookout for first-time female director, uh, directed by uh, Chelsea Peretti. Pretty excited, guys. We'll, pretty sweet. When we get the uh, trailer, we will talk about it. Cool. Yeah, man. <clears throat> All right, dude. And, like, I, I when I sent you this, you seemed absolutely excited about this, man. Um, <laughs> there's a new Leprechaun movie in the works at Lionsgate. <sighs> I'm really excited about this. No. Um, so, you know, we've, we've had roughly, what, eight of them or exactly eight of them, I think. I would not know that information. Um, <laughs> uh, it's kind of, I like am a, not a fan. It's kind of like a little, a weird little series within the film series. There's like a you weren't a fan of Leprechaun at all. The original was like you know you watch it because That's, it's like Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, yeah, you know that was her her debut, man. That was her date. That was that, was, that was her de- debut. But like as far as anything and everything else, yeah, like Leprechaun in the Hood. I'm okay, cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, uh, Leprechaun, Leprechaun on the ranch. I'm, the, I don't need to see that. You know, what I mean? Leprechaun in space. For me, it was like. Lepre- the first Leprechaun and Leprechaun 3, I think, whichever one where he's like in Las Vegas or whatever. That one was crazy. Uh, but yeah, Leprechaun in Space, those other ones. I've seen. Wait, was there a Leprechaun in Space? Yes. Get the. F- out of yeah, there's Leprechaun I, 4 in Space. I, would, I, I, I <laughs> made that up. I had no clue. I, I, I had no clue. Now, I saw the uh, Leprechaun in the Hood. I didn't know there was a second one. Back to the hood. 
He went back to the hood? Yeah, apparently went back. Why would you go back, man? And then there was two more after that. I didn't even know. I didn't know about. They're not that old. 2014 and 2018. There was two Leprechaun movies. Uh, so. <laughs> In 2000, he went to the hood. In 2003, he went back to the hood. <laughs> After, after he was in space. After he was in space. All right. So you like, you know what? We're talking way too much about this. About man. Leprechaun? Um, <laughs> my question to you, man, is <laughs> what is the draw? Like the first one was like, okay, Jennifer Aniston versus this weird Leprechaun. This is weird kind of niche uh, horror film from 93. Well, the early 90s was wild. Well, that's all it was. It was just a little horror film. As you notice, when we talk about monster movies and villains and stuff, nobody's ever said Leprechaun. You know what? When we did our heroes and villains, we did not bring up Leprechaun. Because he's such a joke, yeah, man. Exactly. But it's funny. Like, for me, it was kind of a comedic a, a, a comedic horror movie. Like Was Chucky on that list? Do you remember or not? Nah, I don't think he I don't was. Think, I don't think I added Chucky to yeah. that. That list. Another one was just like, I'm gonna punch you, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna kick you as hard as I can. If I get a, a really long stick, I can yes, keep you away. Exactly, right? bro. I don't understand. I'm not even gonna like hit you with it. I'm just yeah. gonna hold it out so you can't get near me. <laughs> Look, they're, they're swinging like underneath <laughs> the pole. To... Uh, keep you at bay, little guy. Yeah. Same thing with, with a leprechaun. Yeah, I mean, it's not like a, a crazy awesome franchise, but it for me it was more of a humor, humor type of thing. And it's like I've seen the movies, but I haven't seen them more than like once or twice for the first one and the third one. Okay. Um, the second one was kind of the same way. You saw them once and is like, all right, well that was enough of that. And then the next one comes out and watch that one too. But that's beside the point. So I was being a little, little. uh what would you call it? a little bit over, or overzealous? Oh, overzealous. About it. There you go. Uh, I mean, I'm watching when it comes out. <laughs> He's like, it's definitely. While initial reviews were negative, the commercial success prompted a series of films. That's yeah. the from the first one. Now it has to keep. It has to be a, a practical leprechaun. I ain't trying to see the CGI leprechaun. Yeah, nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody gotta have practical. I think yeah. that was the other part. It was like a practical, it was a person in costume. It was. It was Warwick Davis, yeah. Yeah, so it was a person in costume, so there was a real little leprechaun running around. And I think that was kind of the part that was like, okay, this is amusing. Yeah. I just wanted his gold, man. That's all he wanted. All he wanted <laughs> was his gold pieces. And people I'm kept just... stealing his gold. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. His gold, I, his gold just kept it, ended up everywhere. He had to go I, find it. I couldn't even tell you what the plot. Uh, you're telling me the plot. That was the like, whole plot. I still don't even like remember that. All I know is like the only visual that I have, right? And I don't really remember the, the, what the leprechaun looked like. Yeah, I just remember like Jennifer P- Aniston's short shorts. Picture a leprechaun. Yeah, that like got hit in the face with a lawnmower. Yeah, that's this leprechaun. Noted. Yeah. But like, like he wants his gold and you can kill him with a four leaf clover. Right in the mouth. Did one go in his mouth? I, think, I don't remember if it went in his mouth or they like I feel like there was a slingshot. Yeah, it was a slingshot. There was a slingshot yeah. with the four leaf clover <laughs> yeah. in his mouth. God, this movie's gonna be corny, bro. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> this reboot is going to be corny. Um, oh, but it looks boy. like the original was intended to be a straight. I'm just on the Wikipedia page yeah, where yeah. I get all my um, news. Uh, the original was supposed to be a straight horror film, but Warwick Davis injected humor into the role. Yeah. Um, yeah. All I really and remember is that like scene where somebody. Boom. Yeah. But also like Jennifer Anderson and like some short shorts. And I think that's the only reason it went as far as it did is because of the humor. Got you. If it wasn't humorous, it definitely wouldn't have done anything, I don't believe. Mm -hmm. Except for Jennifer Anderson in it. But she wasn't really known at that point, so you know. She was not. (laughs) <laughs> All right, guys, uh, we're going to throw these stories on our socials. Uh, you excited about uh, Roku popping off? There's a lot of leprechaun talk. And then uh, a new leprechaun movie <laughs> is coming at you. I guess when we get that trailer as well, we'll we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. that's Yeah, super excited about that, guys. <laughs> What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to this episode of Movie in a Pod. I'm Clyde Smith. And I'm Javier Villalobos. All right, team. On this week's episode, we're discussing the trailers for The Expendables 4, Poor Things, in our Movie of the Week, Transformers, Rise of the Beats. Autobots, roll out. All right, team. So we got here some trailers for you. Uh, for some awesome. reason, we have uh, these old guys still making action movies. Uh, best movie of the year. <laughs> best best movie of the year. Is gonna be, Expendables <laughs> 4 is going to be the best movie of the year, according to uh, Badger over here, guys. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, yes, Sylvester Stallone and Jason Statham. We got Megan Fox, 50 Cent, joining the cast. So, um, yeah, super excited about that. (laughs) So, we'll see what happens. And then we have uh, Poor Things, uh, some Emma Stone trippy movie where she comes back to life, guys. Um, We're going to watch these trailers. If you want to see the full reactions, you check us out on YouTube. Um, Our link tree is in the show notes. There you go. Yeah, let's hit it. All right, team. Well, We got the Expendables. They will, according to IMDb, they will square up against an arms dealer who commands the might of a massive private army. Best movie of the year. Uh, JV, <laughs> I'll let you uh, lead this one and walk us through this entire thing because I, I have uh, no notes. <laughs> you despise these movies God, so bad. so much, dude. You despise every one of these movies. Yep, every single one. And we're at number four now. Um, yeah, you know, I, I don't, I watched the first one. I've seen all three of them. Have you seen them all? Of course I have. Yeah, that's what I figured. Um, yeah, you know, we, we don't have any, you know, no Jet Li, no Chuck Norris. No Terry Crews. No Terry Crews. <laughs> I forgot he was in those movies. Um, yeah, you know, this trailer is not... It's not making me excited about this movie. I'm just, I just know you don't like it, so I'm trying to be over exaggerate a little bit just to make you a little more upset about it. I just like, <laughs> I just like. Okay, I don't like Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, I know. Right, 
I've never liked Sylvester Stallone. Right. Uh, I was really excited for, like, the comic book that I loved growing up, mm-hmm. Judge Dredd, and he ruined it for me. <laughs> we talked about this. Judge Dredd did not yeah, take yeah. off his helmet, and this man was just like, but I'm Sly Stallone, baby. Yeah, yeah. This is Gotta show off his face. Gotta yeah. show off this, man. Yeah. The only movie I liked of his was Demolition Man. And that's yeah. more Wesley Snipes. And, right. and, and Sandy Yeah, B. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in the seashells. Still don't know what the hell's going on with those. Yeah. That's a good movie, though. It's a really good time. Um, But other than that, like, I don't like seeing this guy in movies. Yeah. Um, I was super happy that he was not in uh, Creed 3. You know, don't at me, bro, okay? (laughs) But then you add, like, 50 Cent, like. Yeah, he was not doing any favorites for himself in that trailer. I get it. I get it, right? The Fast and Furious has, like, Tyrese. And so he's, like. The funny guy. Mm-hmm. And he's like bringing the action and everything. So they were like, hmm, let's bring in 50. Yeah. And let's him be funny. But like 50 Cent is not funny at all. Didn't seem like it. Not at all. So, but we got Megan Fox. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, um, that, that's okay too. Uh, Tony Jaw. I really love him. And then this other guy, uh, Eco UAs. Like I've seen him mm-hmm. in something. What did I see him in? He was in that movie with, um, he was in The Raid, and then he was in Mile 22. Yeah, he's a badass. Awesome. I'll watch his, if he, like, kicks ass in this movie, I'll watch his just for him. Every one of them are going to. Randy Couture is not going to kick ass, dude. Randy Couture is, like, 97 years old, bro. Don't worry about him. <laughs> Andy he's, Garcia He's the one that's going to save the day. He's going to save the day. <laughs> Randy Couture, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, guys, we, we got another Expendables. Uh, yeah. let us know your thoughts. We'll throw this on our socials. Um, I really thought like the earlier ones were going to be like just retirement movies for all of them. Like let's do just one last action movie. We're done. We'll see. The, that, the, the, problem, the problem is this. The first one, it was, it was like that nostalgia effect, right? It was like, oh, yeah. you're bringing all these like. Old school badass yeah. guys, in, like let this is dope. Yeah, because we had what Arnold in those too, and Arnold there. in there. Um, uh, the guy from Die Hard, I can't yeah. remember his name right now. Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis, yeah. And even Harrison Ford, I think saluted somebody. I mean, <laughs> he can crack a bull with him, something. But he was in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was really cool, man, to kind of see that happen, right? But right. like, we don't need a whole franchise of this. Because the plot is the same throughout. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Big team. We got to get the team back together. We got to get the band back together. Not the band. We got to then go in here and we got to liberate or we got to destroy. Or we got to stop this arm. We got to do, do this thing. Right? And then after that, we got to go drink some beers. Yeah, yeah. And laugh at, and laugh at Randy Couture. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of the whole, <laughs> kind of the whole thing. Uh... Jason Statham has yeah, Lee yeah. Christmas. You know, he makes, like, jokes the entire time. Right. At the expense of everybody else, but... Um, He's yeah, just being I'm himself. Not, I'm not excited about this. But he just got off of punching a shark, so yeah, I, yeah. I got to give him some leeway, guys. We're going to throw this on our socials, guys. Um, I don't really care about this, but uh, JV will be first in line, <laughs> so... <laughs> Leprechaun in this doubleheader, guys. Cosplay is <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. 
<laughs> you gotta wear that beret, man. <laughs> All right, team. Uh, I guess I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel this week, guys. <laughs> I apologize with the trailers. Our news was more exciting about than our trailers this week, guys. About leprechaun. According to IMDb, we got poor things. It's the incredible tale and fantastical evolution of Bella Bax, a young woman brought back to life by the brilliant and unorthodox scientist, Dr. Godwin Baxter. All right. Um, J- yeah, I mean. JV. So what did you take, take the lead on this one, man? Kind of got a weird semi, what, Dr. Frankenstein thing going on here? Yeah. Um. Yeah, this trailer was super creepy. Um, I want to watch Batman Returns tonight. That's fine. It's 32 years old today. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. No, it's 33. Is it 22 or 23? What year are we in? We're in 23. 21 years old today. Nice. All right, continue. I'm sorry. Um, I don't have much else to say. Yeah, uh, Once you right. watch the trailer, you know, once the, the team here watches this trailer, they'll understand why we don't have many words. Can we talk about the the bat, the cat, and the bird movie, though, from 1992 <laughs> that I'm going to watch tonight, man? Like, that's... I, I forgot to tell you that, like, I watched all the smart lists, and yeah, then yeah. I watched 89 Batman. Yeah. And it was fire. Like, it's still just a fantastic movie. So tonight, I'm just going to use my insomnia to watch the second one. That's fine. Then I'm going to stop there because I don't want to watch. I don't, I don't want bat nipples. Can't do ain't the bat to, nipples. Uh, ain't trying to watch him do some ice skating. Nah, I don't want to get to that bat, point. Bat skate, Man, his heels <laughs> and skates popped out. Um, always prepare. Always he's playing, man. He's always prepared. <laughs> he's always, yo, give him 20 minutes, bro. Yep. Do what he <laughs> yo. Yeah. Batman versus everybody. Um, guys, we have this trailer. Um, poor things. It stars the amazing Emma Stone. Uh, it's got Mark Ruff and Willem Dafoe in it and some other cool people. But um, we'll let you just watch it for yourself. Um, <clears throat> it's a Frankenstein movie yeah. with Emma Stone. Yeah. Looks like it's based off a book or whatever. So yep. we'll do that, man. But All right. uh, I'll report back about uh, my Batman adventures, man. Yeah. It's going pretty awesome, actually. So should I just, just cut the trailers out this week? <laughs> No, keep keep them in, bro. Keep them in. That's that's the best part, man. We have a process. Our fans expect. Okay, we don't want them watching Smartless first. Okay, we don't want to mess this we up. Stay Hobby, number okay? one. Stay, stay number one. That's fair. That's fair. All right, team. We'll throw poor things on ourselves. So let us know your thoughts. All right, brother. What's up? Let's just go ahead and do it, man. We got Transformers Rise of the Beast. Yes, we do. Uh, this movie dropped this past weekend. Uh, this movie is directed by Stephen Capel Jr., written by a whole host of people. Oh, yeah. And nerds. <laughs> Joby Harold, Darnold, Darnell Metayer, Josh Peters, Eric Hober, and John Hober. Just a whole squad of nerds in there. <laughs> oh, we had a budget of two hundred million, and uh, so far it's grossed one hundred and seventy point five million. You're welcome, Paramount. Starting this uh, for the human cast, we have Anthony Ramos as Noah Diaz, 
Dominique Fishback as Lena Wallace. Luna Velez as Brianna Diaz. Uh, Dean Vasquez as Chris Diaz. And uh, Sarah Styles as Jillian. Michael Kelly as Agent Burke. And Toby uh, Winwe as Reek. And for the Transformers cast, we have the great Peter Cullen as Optimus Prime. Ron Perlman as Optimus Primal. Peter Dinklage as Scourge. Michelle Yeoh as Air Razor. Your boy Pete Davidson as no, I Mirage. Don't, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and uh, Liza Cushy as RC. Uh, and, you know, just the rest of the squad of Transformers that, that show up. Yeah, man. Um, Let's go ahead and hop into this, man. Before we do, uh, just give us that quick synopsis. What is this movie about? What thingy do they have to thingy in order to stop that thingy? That's exactly what I'm going to tell you in my synopsis. <laughs> uh, so the Autobots are on the hunt for two halves of the Transwarp Key, and so are the Terracons. And with the help of the Maximals, Optimus and the crew take on Scourge and his henchmen in order to stop them from opening a space portal and save the world from a planet-eating god, Unicorn. Unicron, not Unicorn, whichever one. Hey, Unicron's fine. I would have let it ride. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of felt like it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I ain't never seen one of those before. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's go ahead and uh, jump into this one. Yeah. Why did we? Ha- why do we have this movie after the first night? Um, we had a really dope small Bumblebee movie. Yeah. Um, that was set in the '80s with Haley Steinfeld, and uh, that was actually a successful flick. It was a good one. It was good. It was really good. Really good movie. The best one since the first one. I agree. Don't get me wrong. Dark of the Moon is still my favorite because of just the the excess. But as far as like story, plot, like how tight it was. Yeah. It's probably Transformers and then Bumblebee. Right. That's that's the way it kind of goes for me, man. But <laughs> we have this one and let's talk about our lead, man. Gone is the days of Witwicky. <clears throat> Gone is the days of Marky Mark Mm-mm-mm. as Cade Yeager. Uh, we got Noah Diaz, yes, sir. Anthony Ramos, an ex-military electronics expert who lives with his family in Brooklyn, stand mm-hmm. up, trying to support them, guys. We are here in 1994, which was really cool because obviously the Witwicky and the Witwicky ones take place in like the two thousands. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the Marky Mark ones takes place after that. Haley Steinfeld was eighty four. Yep. This is ninety four, like eighty something. This is ninety four. I like that it's like using the timeline, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, kind of putting stories in where that almost like how Star Wars does, you know? Yeah. I like that. I really thought that was cool, man. But um, Noah Diaz, he's a street smart. Uh, ex-military guy. He's very smart. He loves his family, wants to support them as much as he can, but just needs a break. And, you know, we uh, with the whole dropping stories in a different parts of the time, that's what we talked about Hocus Pocus doing. Just bringing them back up. We did talk about that. We'll talk about something that we talked about last week, too, in oh, just, just a oh, few all minutes right. here. All right. Um, but yeah, we got Noah Diaz, man. And it's Anthony Ramos, and you know, he's famous uh in the Heights. Yeah. And he's also famous for being in Hamilton. 
Um, so really, really cool guy and really loved his, per- I really liked his performance here. Like the third act was kind of goofy when he turned into a transformer like that, yeah. himself. Yeah. I'm going to ruin it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I don't care. <laughs> um, I so, give zero. I was going to say that that whole third act was kind of like that. Yeah, it was, it was, it was wild. There yeah, was yeah, like yeah. moments that were cool, but like, yep. overall, like I didn't expect you to turn into a transformer. Yeah. You look like that thing from the first GI Joe movie. The, the suit that they had, you know what I mean? That's, that's where they got it from. <laughs> you know? Literally. <laughs> Damn mirage. Um, but I, I, I like him, man. He wants to do anything in his power to, like, help his family yeah. and make sure his brother, who is suffering from sickle cell disease, kind of gets the the finances that he needs. Yeah. And it's, it's a true story in regards to, like, how people – suffer and can't get a break yeah that can so, be a whole story on its own exactly and I, and I definitely exactly and I definitely appreciated that um he's kind of that catalyst that helps uh move forward the story yeah we got here uh Dominique Fishback as Elena Wallace an, arc, an artifact researcher and intern at a museum I like that we didn't know what the museum was it was just on Ellis Island I don't know if there's any museums on Ellis Island by the way but there's not anymore after this movie too. That thing's blown. There to pieces. was back in '94, <laughs> right? Blown to pieces. In '93 <laughs> there was. In '94 it was it was destroyed. Clearly, uh, damn it, Scourge, <laughs> you asshole. Yeah. Um, she did you ever see the movie that she was in? Um, uh, what the heck? I gotta click on it now. Oh man, she was in a movie with JGL, and she was in a me- movie with my man. Jamie Foxx. Did you watch oh. Project Power on Netflix? I did. She was the young girl in that who was who was selling. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Okay. What do you think? Talk oh, this was you. a she really grew up in a few years, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, she's uh, just one of the people that's kind of caught up in the mix. Um, she's able to read the you know old languages and kind of able to kind of piece the puzzle together of history right she she can look at a piece of artifact or look at something and really know its history and where it comes from it's real she's fake. a nerd yeah just she's, just 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 say it badger <laughs> she's a nerd okay let's just get to the point okay why uh she uh in the movie she does a good job of being right that. in this yeah. movie they're like we got to put ourselves in this movie let's do it in the form of Dominique Fishback, okay? Like, let's just... Saving, saving the, out there saving the world. <laughs> uh, so she discovers, that was the time warp key. Yeah. Um, and in that aspect, she gets wrapped up in the whole thing like Noah does. She found it. Noah's trying to steal it. And they end up hanging out and having to run away from robot dogs and stuff like that. I loved her. Her in this movie, especially when Scourge and his crew was attacking the museum. Yeah. Because, like, <clears throat> this is going to sound extremely racist. And I can't get around it. <laughs> and we're probably going to okay. get canceled. And then Spartless is going to be number one after yeah, this. Yeah. But um, didn't you get the sense that, like, the white leads before in the movies were like, oh, what's going on? What's all these explosions? Oh, yeah. She's let's, gone. Let's go. Gone. She, she said, nope. <laughs> you Yo, keep it. She, <laughs> yeah. she left Noah so many times yeah. in that damn museum, man. Well, I was like, "Yep, 
Well, as soon as like the the first explosion on the wall, she just handed him the thing. Was like, you can have it. I'm out. I don't want this thing. I don't need these problems in my life. I'm out. Yes, exactly. I am never <laughs> leaving New York again. Wish the theater had a really good laugh. Yeah. At that. It was perfect. It was a good moment. Uh, yeah, that's how she is for for a good bit of the movie until she kind of, you know, she has to decide if she's gonna save the world or not. Yeah, and then she has to change her attitude to be like, all right, well. Things are going to be exploding. We'll, we'll figure it out when, when that starts happening. Yeah, we have, like, you know, tr- transformer juice flying everywhere. You know what I mean? It's gross, but, hey, we're going to talk true. about Mirage. We'll talk about Mirage in a second, all right, dude? Good guys. I hate that guy. Um, we got a repeat offender here from last week. Yeah. We got, uh, yep. Luna Lauren Velez as Brianna Diaz, Noah's mother noah and chris's mother here and she plays i don't know what what kind of like she's a mom but i don't know what like her profession is um i thought she was gonna be like i thought she was like a nurse type because she was talking about the hospital but he was dropping his brother off yeah so i was like dude is she really playing a nurse like two right movies back to back like that because she yeah. was she was the mom she's rio and uh spider-man i'm spider-man yeah, yeah i'm not sure i didn't really I didn't file that detail. Re- it wasn't really written. Yeah, what she did, she could have been a uh, she could have been a diner. Yeah, yeah. waitress or something. Who knows? Yeah, um, real quick, a few words, a few mother words, and yeah, she's only it. in it from the beginning and then the end. So yeah. uh, then we got uh, Dean Scott Vasquez as Chris Diaz, Noah's younger brother who suffers from sickle cell disease. Here, um, he's kind of the heart of the movie, who yeah. kind of helps Noah keep going. I mean, you kind of need that in your in your life, and, and he's kind a, of a badass too. Yeah, fantastic part of the movie. Yeah, his his scenes very very strong, but very minimal. Yeah, he didn't get much screen time, but didn't need a, it. But it was an impact. Yes, every time he spoke was an impact to the movie, <clears throat> and he did a wonderful job. Yeah, good good part. So we got uh, in in every one of these movies, man, you have to have like that comic. Uh, relief kind of sidekick or whatever. Yeah. And this where this guy comes in. Uh, Toby, I uh, can't pronounce your last name. Uh, Luigi. Luigi. Maybe the the, the the Ouija. I don't know, but you played Reek. Yeah. Um, Noah's friend who talks to him into a Grand Theft Auto. Uh, <laughs> and it's funny because actually like uh, this character is based on a mutual friend of the director Capels who died prior to filming. Uh, but it's almost a through line in every one of these movies, right? Where you have that dumb friend. You had yeah. the the kid who in the first movie where he was just like, "Get out, get out, get out!" Megan Fox is walking up to yeah. my car. Get out, right? <laughs> the, the the Hispanic Hispanic uh, friend that he had in the second movie. Oh yeah, um, he didn't really have one in the third movie, but we'll talk. That's probably like his parents. We'll we'll say that, mm. right? And then, um, well, he did hung out, hang, hung out with the guy from Sector Seven. He did hang out with the guy from Sector <laughs> Seven. Yes, um, you know, there's just there's always that 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 kind of character, and this was him. Yeah. Uh, but he was in it in the beginning, and he was in it literally at the end. Um, but still, you gotta have that role. Yeah. To play off the lead, and I I appreciate that. Like, there's still like a a rhyme to these type of movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, where you're gonna get something a little different, but the setup is kind of the same. So um it's good to kind of see some familiar type characters. Mm. 
Uh, Sarah Styles as Jillian, Alina's boss of the museum, who keeps taking credit <laughs> for her work. Uh, thought she was fantastic. Yeah, she was a good time. Um, was not in it long at all because as soon because as soon as we get into like the actual uh, transwarp drive situation, like yeah. all the other characters are unimportant outside of Anthony oh. and Dominique, and then even I'll say Chris. Well, her whole her office was blown up. So. <laughs> she yeah she, she no had, work for her. <laughs> she goes. Well, I'm working remote. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'll just go back to the house. The world's uh, first remote worker, right yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yep, back in '94, baby. '94, and then we have um, the other, the, the last human here, Michael Kelly, who's actually a great character actor, and I hope he does more stuff. Yeah, um, I like that Paramount brought him into this world uh, as Agent Burke, an undercover recruiter for. I'm going to spoil it for ladies and gentlemen, right? Spoiler alert. I don't have a button for that. Men in black, guys. Men in black. I don't, so. have, a, I don't have a spoiler alert button. Hey, man. I just uh, I, I just said it, so we're good. <clears throat> for the team who takes down <laughs> the aliens, men in black. Now, he's actually an undercover recruiter for G.I. <laughs> Joe, guys. Um, stay tuned for the end of the movie. There's some dope end credit scenes. There's there's three of them, actually. Um, Peter Cullen turns into Nighthawk. Um, we got some, <laughs> we got some Transformers guys. Oh, uh, we got the legendary Peter Cullen. Now, before we jump into this guy, man, you know Peter Cullen has been doing this since the eighties. Yeah, he's been the voice of Optimus Prime our entire life. He just got a robot voice. I don't know. <laughs> but it's just like he has that voice. He does have have a robot voice, yeah. but he also has that voice that like. Get you pumped, man. Yeah. Like, I want to fight yeah, inside he's, Optimus he's Prime. Got a, you know a what good, I mean? Good leader voice. Yeah. Um, good uh, morale booster kind of thing. Yes. Like, I'm down. I have no, wep- I have no weapons. I have no weapons training. Yeah. Um, but you're going to go fight with, with Optimus. Optimus is in the game. I got a chance. Peter Cullen calls himself. We'll go. <laughs> I'm going to be Optimus. Peter Cullen, call me right yeah. now. <laughs> I got. I, I'm going to war. Yeah, <laughs> gotta gotta get it, man. Yeah. Uh, but we got it. We got a. <laughs> we got a. Yeah, we got a oh, different uh, Optimus Prime in this movie, right? And yeah. the first three movies, and even the other two, um, he's a, he's very sure of himself. He's very like knows how to lead, right? Mm-hmm. This one, he's not, and he feels really upset about what he has led his team to. Yeah. Um, and you feel that in his voice. You feel that in his case because you're like, whoa, okay, like, I, I've, I've seen all these movies now. Yeah, yeah. This ain't Optimus. What's... Yeah, he's he's in that spot to where he... He's not quite the leader we've seen. Yeah. But at the same time, he's not, like all that fond of humanity. That was another piece. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That was another piece. Like so he, he, he you know, he's humans, man. Yeah, yeah. Like in the other ones with Sam, he's like, oh, Sam, blah, 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 blah. You know, I like you, Sam. We're, we're, good, we're good. We're cool together, whatever. Get some beers. Yeah, and then this one, he's like, I don't I don't want the humans with us. No, I don't no, need them. Don't we don't need them. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, that was part of it. He just ain't quite got to that that point yet. So 
you know, very interesting. And he's the the leader, turns to that 87 Freightliner uh, semi-truck. Uh, just really cool, man. Yeah. I Optimus Prime is one of those characters from our childhood that is just, like, forever yeah. ingrained as his being, like, greatness. And that's kind of the guy that – he's kind of like a mold of, like, a Superman – a guy that you just want to look up to. Yeah. Um, he's like, he's a rogue alien truck that transforms into like this ninja samurai guy. But like, <laughs> it's what we, we did as kids, right? Yeah. We, we, we had our guys that we looked up to. It was Superman. It was Batman. It was Spider-Man. It was Optimus Prime, right? It was the Red Ranger. Um, it's morphing time. You know what I mean? All these, yeah, yeah. these guys. And Optimus was just, is always on top for me, man. And I thought he was really cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got Ron Perlman, your boy, uh, joining here as Optimus Primal. Talk to me, man. These, uh, this is kind of our first look at the the Beast, right? Yeah. Um, obviously, we only got a few of them out of the gigantic cast that was from the Beast Wars. Uh, but even then, we didn't get to see a whole lot of them. Yeah. And I, I was not excited about that after the film that we really got the Autobots more than we got the Beasts. Because we've had like the, um, I forget which movie it is, whatever ones they had, the Dinosaur. Extension 4. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you got a lot of them. It was a big part of the movie. Uh, but, I mean, what we got from Ron Perlman and voicing this character was real strong. He's a real strong character. Uh, the Optimus Primal in general, that character in the movie, we just didn't see a whole lot of them, man. We just didn't get yeah enough got, of them. Yeah, he got like this out of out of the, all the um, Maximals. He got the the second most like screen time. Obviously, yeah. it was Air Razor, who we'll talk about in a yeah. few, few seconds here. But it was him, right? And I don't know about you, man. It's like, yes, I, growing up, I loved Transformers, but I really wasn't into it in, like, the mythos un- until Beast Wars. Yeah. Uh, and then when Beast Wars, I was like, this speaks to me, man. Yeah, and that was kind of our our time. It was though. the 90s. Yeah, it was right when we the, were really enjoying. The 80s were definitely yeah. um, the trucks, the vehicles, yeah. stuff like that, right? That, that G.I. Joe type. Uh, animation. Yeah. Us, we had the 90s, man. They did Beast Wars. Beast Wars was more like digital computer yeah. generated, and, right? And, and how dope it was. And that had like three or four iterations. Exactly. Of Beast Wars that lasted for a while. Yeah, and all I watched was the first iteration. Yeah. It's like watching Mighty Morphin Power Rangers after like the first two or three seasons. Like, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, I think it went into like the the metal, whatever it was. Yeah, it was uh, well, I don't remember exactly what it was called. It got it got way too edgy for me. Yeah, uh, just like Power Rangers Neo Force yeah, yeah. or whatever. When they yeah. were driving, they all had like you know SUV cars yeah. or whatever. It just, it just got 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 wild. <laughs> um, but like the thing I loved that Ron Perlman's voice acting brought to Optimus Primal is that he is a pacifist at heart. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to fight. Yeah. Unless he has to. And it was a good good uh side by side with 
the Peter Cullen Optimus. That was dope. The voice to voice was fantastic. And like Peter Cullen, Optimus Prime was like, once again, this is a different Optimus. Yeah. This Optimus was like, we, we're going to square. We're going to throw hands. And we're going to fight. And so the beasts were from the future, correct? I don't really know. Like that really was not explained about like I, where the like uh, the timeline because like yeah. remember remember the Trent and we're about to get really. This is why there's well, nineteen nerds well, who wrote said, this movie. Well, he says like I was named after you, and then at the well, end of the well, movie Optimus he's like been around forever. So yeah, and then at the end he's like, um, yeah, he got a point. He has been around for a while. And then at the end, he says, like, your sacrifice is the reason, is the cause for our... Yeah, it, it was, it was like his tag. Weird. It was like his tagline. Yeah. Because they said it at the beginning, once the, the other guy, the other leader yeah. kind of sacrificed himself there. So, um, you know, some there's because there's... Okay, let's back <laughs> up a second. So the time warp thing... Because the there's so key, many damn nerds who wrote this movie... Like, it kind of gets wonky. Yeah. And, like, those are the wonky bits that we're trying to make sense out of. And we were trying to fight and run after this artifact, and that takes over everything. Yeah. We lose a lot of story because... This is the focus. We're fighting, 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 fighting over these artifacts. Yeah. Basically stop Peter Dinklage from getting this uh, thingy. The the, The uh, time... I don't forgot what it's called. It's called a MacGuffin. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely what it is. Yeah. It's, a, it's a thingy thingy. And it does a thingy. Uh, the time warp key. Trans warp key. Trans warp Trans warp key. key. Yeah, that that overtakes a lot of good story we could have we could have got. Yeah. Uh but I did like the uh Indiana Jones scene when they went under the um they were like in I don't know what city they were in. But when they went under uh-uh. or whatever, the yeah. caverns and everything, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that was uh, a beautiful scene, too, that whole thing leading up to that. Yeah. All right, guys. So, uh, basically, we both agree that Optimus Prime was a badass, and that was, like, our childhood, and he was our uh, Transformers leader. Um, and he it was really, really cool to see him. Wasn't I just wanted favorite. to see more of him. He wasn't my favorite. Wait, what? Who was your favorite? Talk to me real quick here. Let- Hey, no, 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 okay, let me answer, let okay, me ask okay, okay, this okay, question okay. correctly, okay? Yeah, yeah. Beast Wars, back in the 90s, uh-huh. he was not your favorite. No. Who was your favorite? That's where my little surprise comes into play, Clyde. <laughs> I Go gave, to my little, little surprise here. He got a little surprise, ladies and gentlemen. It better I have not a, be a, <laughs> I have a 28... I have a 28-year-old toy. Wow. And it's a Cheetor from the original Beast Wars toy that was made in 1995. Bro. I don't. That is 28 years old. Be careful because it might fall apart. I don't know how it works. I don't want to. Don't touch it. Don't don't transform it. I'm not. Yeah, we're not transforming (laughs) this guy. So, Cheetor is my favorite from the Beast Wars. And you know what? That set in a box at my mom's house till probably about two or three years ago. Wow. And then I stumbled upon it and I was like, that's pretty sweet. And it has all the parts to it. It's got all the parts. Yeah, it's all together. Really yeah, yeah, it's ass. all together. <laughs> it is. It's crapping the gun out right yeah, yeah. there. Yeah, so 
Wow. A little, is there thing. like a... There's got to be... Um, so usually on like the feet or something, there's like the marking from the year or whatever? Yeah, it's stamped in one of the legs. It's 95. Wow. So Beast Wars came out in 96, so they made that. Right that before. Pretty, yeah. Because what, what they always did is they dropped the toys. Yeah. And then they did the show. Yeah. Oh, they wanted to, to change it up. And this is dope, man. And you know what? Optimus Primal was my favorite, obviously, because I'm like the leader type. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Like uh, Leo from uh, Ninja, Ninja Turtles, obviously my favorite, right? Yeah. Everybody hates Cyclops, but he's my favorite X-Men. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Well, Cheetor was like the young guy, right? He, he was, was the, like the kid. He was like the, the Mikey of the team. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So yeah. uh, that's dope, man. Yeah. I've you had that for that. a while. That's why I was kind of excited about this, but it sucks because we really didn't get much of him. Yeah, like three we, lines. Yeah. I mean, he had some pretty dope fight scenes at the end. Yeah, but yeah, we'll talk about it was that. very small. We'll talk about that when we talk about the sets and everything here. Yeah. So let's move <laughs> forward here. All right, man. We got Peter Dinklage as scores, leader of the Terracons, and a trophy hunter transformed into a black Peterbilt 359 logging semi truck here. And um, we've had some really cool uh, villains to the Autobots, to, yeah. to the good guys. I think Scourge takes the cake, man. He as was, like the be- he's like better than. Um, the OG triple OG man, yeah, he had a uh, just that evil to him that you haven't really seen. We haven't seen somebody that's this just destructive, this destructive, and thinks like he's a god. Yeah, right. Like has a god complex. Like that makes a really good villain to me. Yeah, when you think that you're above and you're better. Because you think that you're above this, you're, you're this higher power. Yeah. And that's what he thought. Obviously, well, he got them. He got you know. Let's well, cool make say that. I don't know if you caught it, but like, he was infused with Unicron's power as well. They did say that, yeah. So and, and you, you saw he that would have well. a god complex. But uh, they all, all three of them did. Yeah, didn't work out good for him, but you know what it is. Peter Cullen had to lay that smack yeah. down on his candy ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, one of the best I bring the rock and everything. Yeah, but, yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, but no, but he was actually my favorite out of all the the films. He's actually been my favorite villain. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed him. Like you, th- you see, um, what's the who's op? What's the what's the uh? Leader of the other bad guys, uh, Optimus Me- Megatron. Megatron. Yeah. I don't know why that slipped me right because <laughs> he's soft, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. Uh, I you see him and it's like cool, yeah. but he's not. He doesn't bring fear into me for the team. Yeah, against like the, the Autobots. Like he's always like, "Oh, Autobots are here. Let's fall back. Oh snap!" Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, there was more Autobots than there were Terracons in the fights. It's only three of them. Yeah. Scourge was like, we throwing hands. Yeah, yeah. That right there was like, you know, I see the mindset of this guy. He does think that he is bigger, better, and badder. He does whoops mess. I get yeah, it. I mean, it was basically straight to the point. Yeah. Like, he's going to kill whoever he's got to kill. But he has okay. a mission. 
Yep. And he doesn't want to get hemmed up by his boss, obviously. Yeah. You know what I mean? He doesn't want to get sent to HR. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? <laughs> Going to get rode up. <laughs> this is your third offense, yeah. damn it. <laughs> One more, get a box. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he did hem him up in the movie, too. Yeah, he too. did, yeah, yeah. All right, guys. We have uh, Michelle Yao as Air Razor, a Maximum Warrior, and transformed into a uh, Falcon, a Paragene Falcon. I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, my call sign is Black Falcon, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Um, sitting across from Badger. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> she had the most screen time out of any of the Maximals. Yeah. And it shouldn't have been like that, but it makes sense why they did that. She's the one who got them from Ellis Island all the way to. Where the hell were we at again, man? Peru? I think so, yeah. We're in Peru, right? Let's Actually, see I mean, technically, uh, Elena Wallace is the one that got them to the other piece. Yeah, but who's the one who was just like, yo, let's ride out? Oh, yeah. I mean, I definitely agree with that part, yeah. No, she and she was really cool, man. Um, It, it sucks that she had to go the way... That she went, but I totally understand. Yep. Uh, watch it. Michelle Yo actually had a really good um, voice presence with Air Razor. I really enjoyed that here. Mm-hmm. So, all right, moving, moving forward here, man. Um, I got to shit on this guy for like 20 minutes. So yeah, let's go. Do we have time? We got seven hours and 40 minutes on the SD card. <laughs> we, so. we got a lot here, yeah, guys. Yeah. I am t- I'm just, <laughs> let me move off this screen and go over here to my Pete Davidson hate screen. Um, <laughs> Enhance. <laughs> in in <laughs> Guys, I I don't know how you feel about this, okay? And I don't really care. This is our podcast. Um He's got a point. I am tired of Pete Davidson. Oh no. Yeah, we're getting canceled. Oh no. Uh Pete Davidson infuriates me. <laughs> so much. And okay? you know what? Like I feel I feel the the infuriation, but at the same time, I'm okay with seeing Pete Davidson do more work because it's funny. It's funny. It's just this, just this random guy who's just out there doing his thing, and every week it's escalating. Like on the week. The week basis, it's a Pete Davidson. I feel like does we go bigger, to the movies. Things. I feel like it's the year of Pete Davidson. Like every time we go to the movies, we see Pete Davidson. Yeah, yeah. And I get more pissed off at the world. Well, I see him all over everything. True. He pops up on everything. Very true. And then all of a sudden, now he's like basically the leading role in this Transformers movie. He is. He's six three too, so he's not even a little he guy, can't. man. Like, <laughs> That pisses me off as well, man. I can't even pick on him because he's so small. <laughs> Guys, I, I just don't think that he's that funny. I don't think that he is that good of a comedian. I don't think he's that good of an actor. And you know what? All that doesn't matter. Right. You know why that doesn't matter? Because he killed his role as Mirage, man. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It doesn't, man. Like, That's what I'm saying. All the crap that I've been giving him for the last year or two, because he's been with so many I'm hot a, girls. He, I don't know, dude. I mean, he's done some bad stuff, though. Like, he's also done some not good movies. Yeah, bodies, it's bodies, a, bodies, it's man. It's we talked about It's not always that. a good thing. It's not always good stuff. But either way, it's being talked about. Yes. Um, 
basically, he kills it in this role as Mirage. Uh, he's an Autobot spy who can project holograms, transform to a silver blue Porsche 964, uh, Carrera RS 3.8. Uh, Davidson did describe this role as Jim Carrey's the mask means Bug Bunny in lieu of the rebellious personality. I <laughs> thought he was really dope, man. He was yeah. the um, the Michelangelo of the team. Yeah. Usually that's reserved for like, um, in the first three, that was really reserved for Bumblebee. Right. But it was uh, Mirage here, and Mirage did his thing. Pete Davidson yeah. did his thing. I got to give him his flowers, man, because, like, he was funny. He kept the story moving. He kept the heartbeat between Chris and Noah alive. Um, and, like, the, the even the sacrifice at the end was just really dope, man. Yeah. Um, and, like, I, I really feel like, Pete Davidson kind of gave it his own spin. I oh, feel yeah. Like, I feel like there was like the script. He was like, hey, nerds, uh, this is not going to work. Uh, I'm going to say this instead. And they were just like, oh, yeah, that's funny. Ha ha. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, whatever. Yeah, and yeah. like, it was funny. There was just scenes in here that in lines that he delivered that was just fantastic, man. I, I, Say it. I'm warming up. You're gonna say it. I'm warming up. Go ahead and say it. Not gonna say it. Go ahead and say it. I'm warming up to Pete Davidson. Okay. <laughs> uh, maybe you just need to do voice. Man, I don't need to see you. Just do, <laughs> just do, there you go. Yeah. Just, do, just do stay more. off, yeah. off film. Keep on doing voice work, and we can be boys. Okay. I invite you to the barbecue and stuff, man. Um, nah, he he definitely did his thing. I really enjoyed him. He was the ultimate comic relief as far yeah. as the voice characters in this movie, man. Yeah. Uh, r- real quick, moving forward, just the, the last few ones here. Um, Liza Koshi as RC, a Autobot sharpshooter who transformed into a red and white Ducati 96, 916 motorcycle. Uh, that, that was pretty dope. John mm-hmm. uh, Amazio as Stratosphere, uh, an Autobot air soldier. Really, really cool. Really awesome. Gave us one of the coolest scenes. You really did. Yeah. Uh, yes. We got Rhinox in here, Battle Trap, um, Apple Link. Uh, we got Nightbird, who's a Terracon, Unicron, who was voiced by Coleman Domingo, a world devouring planet sized Transformer who literally thought they were a god. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it was a proper live action depiction after being teased in the last night. So, and then we got Cristo Fernandez's wheel Jack here. Cristo Fernandez is uh, really famous for being in Ted Lasso. He plays Danny. Um, nice. So that was a really cool, just adding him to this movie. Yeah. He also was in uh, Spider-Man No Way Home as a bartender. I got to go watch that and find out. I just okay. pulled up his uh, Wikipedia here. So, uh, but yeah, he's really famous for being uh, Danny Rojas. Uh, so that was really really cool, man. Um, yeah, that is our that is our cast. Oh yeah, and the person who voiced uh, Cheetar, Cheetor, Cheater, Cheetor is <laughs> Tangai Krisa. So right, yeah. Then we got you know Bumblebee who is non voice, and then Scorpionox as well. Brother, do me a favor. What's up? <clears throat> uh. Tell me what you thought about this 90s music setting, New York. Talk to me, man. <laughs> uh, I mean, as far as the music, we kind of got the, uh, you know, uh, 
what is that? What is the now? That's what I called music, nineties <laughs> edition. Don't do that to them. That's, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, when you're going to get a movie, you're going to get the hits. Yeah, right. And that's we got the hits, which the hits were fire. Obviously, from this era. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was great music that was pretty well placed. Uh, as far as the set and like, uh, you know, them going through the Peru was beautiful. Yeah, that, that was really good, um, man. You know, just cruising through the, you know, Brooklyn and things like that. Kind of the late night setting and all that was, was gorgeous as well. Uh, when they were down to that little cave. That was probably one of the, like you said, that was one of your favorite scenes. I was Raiders and of the Lost right scene. Now, Yeah, man. yeah. It was pretty cool to see that. Uh, but we get towards the end of the movie, we really lose a lot. Like, like when we we're in yeah. the forest, the forest was beautiful when we see when we first meet uh Primal. Yeah, you know that whole scene right there next to that waterfall was really cool. But the last real big fight was just kind of yeah. CGI black. Yeah, yeah, man. Like the music was dope. I love when you are in an error. And you drop the music from yeah. the air, oh, man. Yeah. And oh, you yeah. feel it. A little Wu-Tang, little Tribe Called Quest, man. Little Once digital again, planets and stuff like that. That's where we were growing up. Um, that was our influences. Those are our influences, baby. So I really thought that was really, really cool, man. Yeah. Um, that definitely put a smile to my face. Um, but, yeah, the look. I love seeing Brooklyn. I love mm-hmm. seeing, like, New York, man. You can shoot New York 90,000 different ways, man, and I'll be in awe every time. It's just a beautiful yeah. la- landscape, man. Um, but you're right. You know, we we went to P- Peru, Machu Picchu, Couscous, all these different places, right? St. Martin, um, all this stuff. But that last gray fight scene where you have all these terracons coming yeah. into the fight and it's just like you don't know who's who right and then you only see the maximals like maximize for seven and a half minutes yeah and you only it's you it, yep. we didn't really even see it was more the autobots like you said yeah. earlier, who did work than them yeah. and they were the autobots were more vibrant and, and fun and you saw them do work now i will say say this Rhinox with that mallet? Yeah. He laid, he laid, he laid the smack down a few times, bro. Yeah, but that's all we got, just a that, few times. That's all we got, man. Like yeah. like Optimus Primal didn't do much. Cheetor didn't do yeah. much, right? Um, They all had, like, a cool little scene. Like, Cheetor had a cool scene where he was just doing some work, and then Rhinox had a scene where he was doing some work. Yeah. But that's it. That's all we got. Then it then it was all on uh, uh, Noah and Optimus. So and then Bumblebee. We we did talk in. about that. We we got to talk about that. So early in the movie, when they were still in New York on Ellis Island, yeah. uh, Bumblebee takes takes the dive, which was probably my favorite fight scene out of the movie. Was that first one at Ellis Island? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When that was dope. I think that was the. The best looking, right? Because the real vibrance of it and blowing things up and even all that at, like they pulled it off at night. Yeah, you know I mean yeah. that was really really cool. Um, real Jurassic Park raptor, right? Raptor vibes, right? Yeah. 
<laughs> I like that. But yeah, we got uh, Bumblebee. He takes a dive, and they kind of carry his body through everything, and he goes to Peru. Kind of lays him on this bed of energon. Yeah, Unicron starts doing his thing, brings him back to life. That drop scene, bro. Mm. That was my favorite. That, that was straight out Iron Man. That dude. was straight, <laughs> <laughs> straight out Iron Man two. Straight out of Iron Man two, bro. Beautiful. Oh man, Stark, Stark Expo, baby. <laughs> Superhero land and everything. Fantastic. So good. It was really dope, man. <laughs> like, I love Optimus, but like Bumblebee is obviously number two for, for me. Yeah, I'm going with those guys, man. Um, and he did work. Okay, uh, I was just oh, like, yeah. even like when they, when like the beam and like it pulsated. Yeah, I was like, oh, oh, Unicron done messed yeah. up now. <laughs> I was yelling. Yeah, I was like, I "Yo, know. Unicron done messed up now, bro." Boom, B. Yeah, yeah. And then when he opened the uh, the uh, back the, of the plane, yeah. I said, "Round two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love how it's like. I love how like this. You see this old rusty plane, right? Yeah. And it transforms, and it's in like old beat up <laughs> transformer, like an old man transformer. Yeah. Yep. I never really, I never really understood that. Because it happened before too, yeah. In one of the other movies, second where, one, yeah, yeah. Where it's just like an old old man transformer, like how Jet do you, fire, how yeah. you age like that? It's, it was interesting. Hey man, the same thing happened this one. Then he's just old beat up plane. Hey man, but you know, got that energon boost. Yeah, it was ready to go. So, <laughs> <laughs> so so that was was really cool, man. That was my favorite fight scene. Just kind of see that drop from Bumblebee. Yeah. Uh, but you are right, though. Moving forward to that third act where everything's just like kind of a gray mess. Um, and it's like, if you're going to call it Rise of the Beast, use them more. Yeah. I feel like Extinction, we thought we were going to get the Beast, the Maximals and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we got like these dinosaur type oh, things yeah, or yeah. whatever. And yeah. that was like, yeah, there was a cool scene where kind of, you know, Optimus kind of rides one and they kind of go through and like whoop ass and everything. Yeah. But ultimately... <laughs> You're wasting my time. Mm. I came for the reason why I was in this movie is to see Optimus Primal, Cheetor, and yeah. the rest of the crew do work. And like, I don't want to say robbed it, of that because like I had a good time. Yeah, but I wanted more of that. It should have been the opposite. Yeah. Like it should have been like the Primals going and meeting the Autobots and needing their help. Not the Autobots going to the Primals and or the Maximals and needing their help. It was the op, right? Like I would have liked it if if the Autobots was not in this movie. Like I, I don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. Get me wrong. I I love Bumblebee, right? Yeah. I, I love Optimus, right? Like I look up uh, to Optimus Prime and this, the way that he talks and, and and motivates people, man. But like my childhood, my childhood fandom with. Transformers started with Beast Wars. Yeah. And this movie was announced. I was like, oh. Super excited. Dope. But then the trailers and the, the st- I was like, okay, why the hell are we in cars? <laughs> yeah. Where where does this intertwine, right? Where's and, and why does it intertwine? I was like, yeah. okay, we're going to get uh a Beast Wars movie, but we're gonna get Optimus Primal getting the help of, like you just said, getting the help of uh, yeah. Optimus and the Autobots, and they're there to kind of assist. Agreed. But it was really like, I, I mean, I did like the scene where Optimus 
and Optimus and Optimus Primal, Prime and Primal were just like, hey, that was my guy. Like, that was my thing. (laughs) That kind of reminded me of um, Legolas and the other guy in the uh, Two Towers. Yeah, yeah. Lord of the Rings, where they were counting, right? Or any, (laughs) you ever played an RPG. (laughs) So that was uh, really cool, man. Uh, All right, let's talk about a theme here. It's a Transformers movie, guys. Um, that that'll beat you to it. Beat me to it. Get get the thing and save the world. Get the uh, thingy and make sure <laughs> the thingy doesn't happen. Okay, that's the theme of this these movies, guys. Uh, there's the, the, like like we talked about earlier. The, there's a rhyme with all these movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Got to get the thingy before they get the thingy to stop the thingy from happening. Yeah. You can do the thingy that you want to do. Yeah. With the thingy. But don't lose it. Don't lose the thingy. Because then they'll get the thingy. Because they'll obviously scoop the thingy yeah, yeah. up. Okay. Yeah. Like Fumbaruski. Okay. <laughs> and you'll have to make a decision of what to do with the thingy. With the thingy, right? And you're going to leave it to the human, obviously. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you need humans in these movies. Yeah, yeah. For some reason. I still don't know why after six, seven of these. Mm-hmm. Like Bumblebee, it actually made sense. That was a relationship between a girl and a car. Because she saves him. She saves him. And then Everything. this one was probably, I would say, after, like, obviously, again, it's Bumblebee in the first moon. That was a pretty good relationship. That made sense. This one was one of the better ones, though. Yeah. Um, More because you get to connect with Noah first. True. You connect with him. Then we... All connect with Mirage. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't know why Sam was in the third one. I don't know why he was in that last battle in the third one. <laughs> why did you ride out, dude? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, because he stole your girl. Yes. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Optimus could have saved her. He had a jetpack. Yeah, he did have a jetpack. You did not have a jetpack, Sam. We right? didn't. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it did I'm just shit. Yeah, I know, right? But I mean, we I, could do that all day, though. I, but I, I, don't get me wrong, guys. I like so I'm crapping on this movie, but like I also love these movies yeah. because there, you have to have for every Inception, right? For every uh, like the Clock Tower, for all these type of movies, right? You gotta have Clockwork Orange. Excuse me. Um, you have to have a movie that you can just turn your brain off and just enjoy right. the spectacle. And this is that movie. Yeah. Right. I, I'm not getting emotional with this film. Right. Like, like I got emotional with uh, the the Spider-Man movie. Yeah. I, I, you know, this is just like absolutely fun. Uh, let's get through it. Yeah. Let's see how Optimus. Let's see Optimus Prime tear off somebody else's face at the end. Because that that that's what he's known for. He's either going to yeah. shoot it off or tear it off. <laughs> Optimus Prime is like yeah. killer. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I agree with that. That's that's what you do, right? It's uh. For the movie having whatever flaws it had, it was still a fun watch. Yeah. Still a good time. Definitely there. All right, team. So that is our conversation about Transformers Rise of the Beast. JV, you give me your thoughts and ratings, brother. Yeah. So we we both gave a lot of thoughts uh, through all of these movies. Yes, sir. And about the trailers we watched as well. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, I was looking forward to this one, like you said, and seeing these beasts, the, the Beast Wars, and having a movie about the Beast Beast Wars. Um, 
Now, the movie title is Rise of the Beast. It's not Beast Wars. But, you know, still wanted a little bit more. Yeah, a lot more. Um, at least more of all of them at the same time. Because we really only got uh, Optimus Primal and Air Razor. Yeah. That's really only two we got to really... We didn't even see her transform. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah. So, you had, you had four characters there that we could have worked with, but we only worked with two, and the other two were just for fun, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so, that kind of sucked. Um, <laughs> but all in all, I, just watching the movie from, from the beginning to the end and being in the theater and watching it, it was still a good time. I still enjoyed all the characters uh, that we had in front of us. Uh, it's going to get a four buckets of popcorn from me, sir. All right. A four bucko from old JV. <laughs> What's up with you, man? All right, man. This movie's going to get three buckets from me, brother. Fair. Um, it's a middle of the road movie. Yep. I still think uh, the two best in the series is Transformers and then Bumblebee. Agreed. Um, they're just tighter scripts, and you felt that, like, if you're going to put humans in this movie... You're gonna have they're gonna need an emotional attachment to it, yeah. And those two movies made the most sense. Now, the, and then it comes this one, yeah. Um, but <clears throat> definitely those two. This one, man, it I love the 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 '90s New York feel. I love the, the representation, yeah. Um, you know, getting an Afro Latino. Basically, you got Miles Morales in this movie, um, <laughs> and then, you know, you have this uh, young black girl. So you know how much I love re- representation in movies. So that was really dope as your leads, um, and then you got this story that is once again the thingy, the lead, the thing. Yeah, yeah, We're not yeah. going to go down that that again. <laughs> But, you know, that's what these movies do. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's a reason for all these people to be out doing this. Yes. It's not just coincidence. Not coincidence at all there. So, um, your boy Pete Davidson was actually a bright spot. That pisses me (laughs) off to say that, but it is what it is. Um, And uh, Stephen Capel's direction was a lot different than... Uh, Michael Bay's, and I mm-hmm. like to to see it, man. He had kind of added his own his own style and aesthetic to this movie, man. I really enjoyed that. So, okay. good deal. Three buckets of popcorn. Um, let's see what happens next. Supposed to be this supposed to be a uh, third one, and then maybe a uh, Yo Jo movie. So, mm. yeah, we'll see what happens there. Sweet, get the rock back. If you smell. <laughs> All right, team, thank you for subscribing to this week's episode talking through Transformers Rise of the Beast. Next week, we will be discussing, that's right, Ezra Miller's The Flash. You can catch that in a theater near you. Like always, I am Clyde Smith. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as I am Clyde D. Smith. I am Javier Villalobos. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at MrJ8200. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Like always, keep watching. Roll out.